Good evening, and welcome to Better Than Wine, episode five. Yes. Yes. I'm Sean. This is Riley. And uh, Hello. we're going to talk about We're going to do something. some stuff tonight. Yeah. Talk about things uh, relating to the fall of man. Sort of. Sort of? Yeah, kind of. That's like all I'm doing. Also... Oh, okay, cool. I might go on tangents, as I often do. But I just yeah, realized that my fine. glasses are super dirty from oh. baby fingerprints and probably my own yeah. face. Nice. Yes. So we are... That didn't help. Oh, good. We are recording this episode literally the night before... It airs. Yeah. We took We're a little delayed. A couple weeks off on account of Christmas. <laughs> Christmas and I had to go out of town and then I got sick and then Christmas mm-hmm. and then we were doing some work on our house. But we're back now. Yep. We're back. So Merry Christmas everyone. Mm-hmm. Happy day. Happy New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, yes. <laughs> but also, Vigil of Mary, Mother Lord of God. God. Mm-hmm. For those of you who participate in that, that's a weird way to say that. But well, I don't yeah. want to assume everyone is Roman Catholic. Right, that's fair. Um, yeah. So. I feel, if I can be candid, I didn't specifically prepare for this episode, Okay. but I spent like eight hours today going through our Theology of the Body curriculum for second semester, Uh, so So I feel ready Mm -hmm. or not ready at all and very emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll happen. It's fine. Um, we have our wine tonight is another... It's our rewind. Rewind. <laughs> wow. Um, it's... Oh, why can't I remember the name? Because it's really long. Das Quinta... Uh, no, Quinta Das... Carvalhas. Carvalhas. That sounds too German. It's it's the port wine in the fancy bottle from Father. Yeah. We will be debuting. Debuting. (laughs) Debuting some new wines. (laughs) Premiering. Premiering. In the near future, as we were gifted a couple of new wines Mm -hmm. from Father. From Father. (laughs) For Christmas. Yep. uh, For the express purpose of trying them on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So, but we know this one is good. Yep. Like so, this one. Cheers to you. Happy New Year's Eve Eve. New Year's Eve Eve. Eve 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 Eve. Eve Eve. Good. So we can talk about Eve. Mmm. Segway. I love it. That was good. That's why I married him, y'all. Y'all. That's why. Sure. One of the many reasons. Uh-huh. 
your biting sense of humor <laughs> being one of them. Um, Sean and I are both wearing new shirts tonight. We are. I didn't think about that. Sean got a shirt for Christmas. Yep. This one's from your mom. It is. She did a good job. It's very nice. It is. I like it a lot. It's probably the nicest flannel you own. Yes. I was thinking about that. Currently it is. I think um, I used to have a better one. But anyways. I know. You're all sore about the missing flannel. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. My sweater is from TJ Maxx. Yep. Picked out by Sean and Benny. Yep. She. It is super comfy. It is. That's why I liked it. And I and like it's the like the pattern. perfect. Um, but yeah, it got the okay from... From the, the three-year-old three who so, never approves of my clothes. Yeah. It, well, it was like the only thing that wasn't like covered in hearts <laughs> because it, they had all this Valentine's Day stuff out. Yeah. It's like, all right, <laughs> that's the so, one. it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing my usual skirt today. I'm no. jeans. Casual day. I'm still wearing shoes because I got home not that long ago. Right. From work, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So no, we I feel like we haven't talked to each other in a really long time. Not like casually. No. It's <laughs> Just all like business. It's all business all the time. Yeah. Business in the front, business in the back. <laughs> was, Please don't compare our marriage to, to a, a mullet. I was going okay. to, but then I didn't. It's like a crew cut or something. <laughs> Instead. It's military. Yeah. I'm tight. Yeah. There you go. Um. Okay. So you said we were talking about the fall. I thought that's... What did you prepare for? I'm down to talk about anything. Um, Well, I was just going off of kind of... Because last time we talked about the original experiences. Yeah. And so what he, John Paul II, kind of follows up on after that Uh is like the spousal meaning of the body, the dimension of gift... Um, but see, in episode four, we said we were going to talk about we did what happens when you lose those gifts of the original experiences. Yeah. Okay, so see that. Which are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Okay, we're probably going to record the next episode tomorrow night. So. Yep. Hey. Okay. I mean, I'm down to talk about whatever. I did like yeah, I three courses of theology of the body in one day. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well. Okay. The fall. Mm-hmm. We'll do spousal. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. I was going to make a joke about how we should. We should do the Mountain Dew segment. Mm-hmm. At the beginning. Yeah. So that... I forget. I thought about this the whole way home, too. Basically, Mountain Dew is terrible. Mm-hmm. And my suffering through your Mountain Dew taste testing is a result of the fall. Because nothing that terrible would have existed before. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're probably right, yeah. Um, and so then my suffering would be faster and not at the end, but 
then I realized you're gonna have to cut me a slice of pumpkin pie. Yep. After this, anyway. That's true. So I'm okay. Okay. Good. Now, to your point, uh, your segment about Mountain Dew, mm-hmm. and also suffering. Before I left work today, Father was looking up all of the different flavors of Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. First of all, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, did you know that Bojangles also has an exclusive flavor of Mountain Dew? Like unto Taco Bell. What flavor is it? I forget the name, but it's you can only get it at Bojangles. What like kind was it? Uh... I think he said fruit punch, but I was really trying to get work done, so hmm. I wasn't really paying attention. Okay, interesting. Wow. Yeah. I've only been to Bojangles, like, twice. I'm going to really upset a lot of Southerners right now. I don't really care for Bojangles. I don't get it. I don't get the hype. Yeah. Like, there are some things that are good. Somebody once told me, before I ever went to Bojangles, that Bojangles was like... Um... The southern version of Chick-fil-A. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, it's totally different. Yeah. Not like bad different, but if you're yeah. going in expecting yeah. anything related to Chick-fil-A, it is not that. No. Mm-mm. does have cheer wine, though. Yeah, a lot of places do, though. Down so. here. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So... I will suffer later as a result of the fall with new Mountain Dew flavors. Great. Flavor. One flavor per. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one. I'm not going to make you do all that. Plus with the options. You don't even have to finish. I'll, I'll finish it if you don't want it. I will never finish Mountain Dew. Wow. Ever. Okay. Also, Father was extremely upset that you did not have me start with original. Really? To lay the foundation. Because... <laughs> You have to set oh, the base. Technically, you started with Baja Blast. Like, That's what I before. told him. But so it was too late to set the foundation. I know. And also, you can set your foundation on no, Baja I, Blast, honestly. I just need you to know that he was like yelling about it in my office. And I said, you have to stop yelling at me. You need to be yelling <laughs> at Sean, because Sean's the one who made the decision. Yeah, but I, had, I had good reasoning. Okay. It's because... I know... I didn't want you to, because it was supposed to kind of be like a blind taste test. And if I just set you up with the original right away, it'd be like, oh, okay, that was obvious. Yeah. You know, I forgot to grab a Bible. Oh. There's a lot of nuances to the fall that I really want to talk about. I don't know why I'm Italian. Nuances. I'm not Italian, even a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go get a Bible. Okay. Go grab a Bible real quick. Are you going to introduce the fall? Because I feel like we've talked them in enough. They're warmed up. Sure. I'm warmed up. But that's the wine, I think. I think it's the fact that it's like 70 degrees outside. Yeah. That's stupid. It is. I hate it. I hate no winter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about the fall and, you know... Obviously, that's when Original Sin first entered the world, when we had the first time that people created by God disobeyed God's commands. Um, Specifically, in this case, 
God's command to uh, not eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good of the knowledge of good and evil, and then they did, uh, <laughs> and it was completely the woman's fault, uh, as we'll Whoa. see. No, you can't talk. You're not here right now. Do you want an NAB or an RSV? I don't care. Just pick one. It's fine. One's red and one's purple. That's the important part, huh? You're right. Which one? Don't just grab one. They're, it's all the same content. I'm going to get the RSV. Great. Which, which color is that? It's the redder of the two. Do you, I actually realized I have a red NAB and a purple NAB. Okay. So that wasn't really a valid question. Great. Hello, everyone. I'm back. So, anyways, the fall, right? Because at the beginning, God gives Adam and Eve the one command to not eat the fruit. Which, I'm not gonna, I don't know, if you want to, I don't really want to get into the whole thing, like, was it an apple or not, I don't think that's important. It wasn't, probably, but... I have literally never wondered that. Really? It has not been a topic that has concerned me. Hmm. Okay. No, it's never concerned me either, but I've heard It was an apple, it. by the way. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Definitely not. Uh, but yeah, so that's commanded not to eat that. And then, right, little the serpent enters the picture. <laughs> right, again, like, was like, he just a little tiny. A dolphin, yeah, or? no, it's a snake. It's a serpent. I was. Okay. Which serpent, it could have. That's another thing. Was it like a normal, like, snake, like you think of? Or. Um, or it could, it could have been like a dragon, that well, kind of serpent. I feel like you said you didn't want to get into this, but well, now I have to. That's fine, if you want to. The curse that God, the way that God curses the serpent after the whole sh- ordeal. Yeah. I don't want to say shebang, because that seems flippant of the... Gravity. Hmm. Okay. So what about it? I'm looking for it. Oh, okay. Because he curses the serpent, right? Right. And he says... Okay. Because you have done this, cursed are you above all cattle, above all wild animals. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. So that implies to me that he did not previously crawl on his belly. Yeah. That maybe he had legs originally. Yeah, appendages. I will check this other translation to verify. Sure, you do that. I always thought the dragon made sense because, um, like, it's the translation of serpent. Because it's in Revelation. It's a, a dragon? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we should talk about that at some point, but not tonight. Probably not now, no. That would take 
I could go Revelation 12 for hours. Great. As you are aware. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, this is the exact same. Okay. So. Great. I know. Um, I feel like it was a dragon. Yeah. And also, I think it was an apple. Why? Because. It's just like a personal feeling. iPhones thing. have the apple with the bite and iPhones are from the devil. Yeah, but that's just like, just they would use whatever fruit is commonly attributed to it like what would be recognizable like if they used the whatever the real fruit was nobody would know it'd be like okay like look great this has no correlation and they need it to have correlation because they need some kind of like you will subtle under undertones you know yeah here's the thing i feel like they could have used any recognizable fruit Also, I feel like fruit probably doesn't vary that much. Like, you could have used a peach or a pear. People still would have known what it was. You put a shape with a leaf and a stem, people know it's a piece of fruit. A banana. Bananas come from the rubber tree? Doesn't apply. It's a fruit. Hardly. Barely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, again, I don't think it's that important to uh, dwell on this. Right. But, again, that they, Adam and Eve, were deceived into eating the fruit, which is a really interesting thing to me when you look at like the actual uh, conversation between Eve and the serpent Mm -hmm. like the very very subtle ways that each of them are actually kind of like mixing up the original message right well that's kind of I don't want to say mixing up because it seems more intentional than that I guess I said it because like, for Eve, I don't know that it was intentional. More so that she was kind of introduced to doubt for the first time and was kind of probably more just like thrown off than like trying to um, mm. misconstrue God's words. Yeah. But I don't, I could be wrong about that. Maybe. I think there was intention to sin. Yeah, I I think of it, I'm just saying before that okay. it, the actual act happened. For the serpent, I would use the word, like, distort. Yeah. Uh, mm. okay. So, I'm gonna read this. Yeah, I was hoping you would. And then, I feel like the best way to look at the fall in light of theology of the body is to kind of break down the curses which followed the fall. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 
Excuse me. I'm good. It's... Are you sure? Yeah, it's just really warm in here. It is. Do you ever get, like, feel like you're going to yawn a lot? Do you ever... <laughs> Did you ever have a dream that you were so... Oh, man. That's a throwback. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the serpent was more subtle than any other wild creature that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say, You shall not eat of any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all cattle and above all wild animals. Upon your belly you shall go. And dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain and in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and you have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth to you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. 
And the Lord God made Adam made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the garden he placed cherubim with a flaming sword, which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. That was all of Genesis chapter 3. Okay. So we can go back and... Yeah. But I need to hand you this because I need a tissue. Yeah, I figured you did. <laughs> um, Get used to it, people. Yep. This is what happens. Just, uh... So... <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's good. From now on. Um, yeah, I was just trying to look back at the beginning of this. Is it weird to blow my nose on camera? <laughs> mm, no, you're fine. <laughs> it's already happening. Yeah. Uh, so, it's like... Look right at the beginning of this. It's, it's like... Nothing... There's nothing, like, coming, like... Like, like preempting this. Like... It's just like Adam and Eve sitting in the garden, and it's like, like it's literally like nobody. Serpent, did God say not to eat of any tree of the garden? Okay, like, one of the translations like, that I read when I was teaching this, mm-hmm. I think it was just the one on the USCCB, yeah, website, which is the NAB. Mm-hmm. Um. For those who don't speak that lingo, that's New American Bible. In the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Yes, thank you. Um, I think it was that. Maybe I just made this up in my head. But mm. I, I, I thought I remembered it saying, Did God really say... You shall not eat of any tree in the garden. Now I'm placing emphasis on certain words. Yeah. He does say, did God say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Yeah. And already right there, the serpent is twisting words of (laughs) any tree in the garden. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, he didn't say that. And I think that's where Eve starts to fall into his... Confusion. Yeah, because then right after he she um, misconstrues God's words. She says, God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And if you go back, God, that's not what God said. <laughs> um Uh, let me it's find in it. In the commandment in chapter two. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall die. Right? So that Eve adds in, um, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree, uh, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So she adds, like, apparently God said, Don't even touch it. She, that's not what he said. He said, Eat of it. So it's like already she is also kind of like twisting God's mm-hmm. words a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you're saying that it's like the most, you know, obvious when you see the the serpent right away. Did God say not to eat any of the, the fruit? Right. Um, which, even though, right, both him and Adam and Eve, they all know that's not true. The point is that it's casting doubt in Adam and Eve's minds against God for the first time mm-hmm. that they wouldn't have otherwise. So it's not even like just trying to like I don't know make them think that that's what he really said. It's just that it's to make them think like what um, you know would God really hold back something from us which is where where he ends up going with it yeah it's like you're missing out on mm-hmm. on something good yeah he's trying and to I FOMO think that really speaks to something I heard very often was um I might not be saying this right but like evil is just good misused or good distorted twisted Mm. um and it's the absence of a good yeah and so um he takes something that is good right God's Mm -hmm. being all powerful all knowing this um like knowledge (laughs) I guess and makes them feel like they're missing out on something right yeah I think that's um like kind of creating an absence that wasn't even there in the first place right yeah, and I think that's a good point to bring up about uh, the serpent also, right? Like, the devil is that, right? Because, again, I mean, appears as a serpent here, right? But that's it's obviously, right? it's the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of keep in mind who that really is. <laughs> right. Right, is that, you know, it's, it's, it's created as an angel, one of you know the highest angels um right then chooses to um kind of chooses himself over god uh it, but just to say that his his own knowledge mm-hmm. his intellect is not uh weakened or right? he still has that same Right. Uh, knowledge, you know, as an angel would too. So right, he knows exactly what he's doing, what he's saying, 
um, and like the effect that it will have. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, let's see. So. So we want to kind of keep looking. So, um, right, that the way the serpent responds to Eve, right, to the woman, he says, "You will not die," right? Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, to trust you on that, sure. Which, um, yeah. I wanted to. Okay, so God says. Where did it say that, like, what, what God, God says said? about the tree? Uh, Sorry, I, I think it's I uh, verse it. 16, chapter 2. Okay. Uh, the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall die. Yeah, so, again, I feel like Satan Satan <laughs> is speaking half truths. Yeah. So mm-hmm. obviously Adam and Eve did not physically die immediately. But we well immediately. But this says mm-hmm. in the day that you eat it you shall die. Yeah. That's what God said. Mhm. Now I think he's speaking to the life of the soul. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And sin, and you die spiritually when you sin. Mm-hmm. Does that track for you? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that Satan, the serpent, is saying... It's almost like it's not a lie. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you're not going to die. And then they eat it and they don't die. Right. So it seemingly... Like, yeah, that's sort of true. Right. Exactly. Um, um, and actually, I'm just reading in um, your uh, Didache Bible, there's a little note. On told this. you it's handy. It is. Uh, it actually says that... Uh, it said God tested our first parents love and fidelity a failure to obey this divine command would according to God's warning result in death death in this case would signify the loss of innocence friendship with God and eventual physical death and so that's one thing I've always wondered too is like and something I'm just kind of putting together now Mm -hmm. reading this again is that if you look at verse uh, chapter 2, verse 18, immediately following this command, mm-hmm. uh, that's when God is deciding to make the woman. So the command, I mean, I don't know how that works or be transferred, but really it was only heard by the man. Okay, I wasn't sure when to bring this up. Now seems good. Okay. <laughs> it does seem so... You will not die. I want to find the place. Okay. 
I should have just gotten the NAB. <laughs> I know. All right. But in chapter 3, verse 6, where it says that she gave some to her husband, mm-hmm. I think maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't in any particular translation of the Bible. It might have been in the Theology of the Body curriculum. But it said... Basically, it was implied that he was with her during this time. Like, he didn't just show up at the end or she go and find him. But, like, she gave some to her husband who was with her. Yeah. Who should have been Mm -hmm. acting in that masculine role of protector. Right. And guardian. And mm-hmm. so the implication is that he kind of stood by in complacency. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Yeah. So therefore. how <laughs> It was not the fault of Eve. I know. It was Adam. Yes, I agree. It was a joke. Before. Because you weren't here to defend your... Even though I was, like, over there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, but yeah, that's, it really was... That was a, a distinction sure. I actually wanted to bring up, not just to blame it on... Right. Um, right. Um, it's both. <laughs> you have to... It has to be both. It's not just one or the other. Right. But that that kind of distinction, the pointing out of... Like, he was with her. He was there. It was mm-hmm. not a... Yeah. And he said and did nothing. But right. just, like, went along with it. <laughs> Which is terrible. It's almost worse. Do you agree? I do. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um. Yes. So... Log that away, yeah. everyone, including us, for when we talk about masculinity and femininity. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Because yeah, it's another important thing you see when, like, as soon as the serpent shows up, again, that he directs what he's saying to the woman. Right. Like, purposefully. Not just by accident. Not just because she happened to be there. But like you said, I think, you know, it's commonly understood that both Adam and Eve were there. Um, But again, the serpent knowingly chooses to uh, address the woman. Right. Does John Paul II, or anyone that you know of, uh, like mention a specific reason why he would have targeted the woman yeah I think I've heard definitely heard people talk about this before it's exactly what we're just saying it's on purpose because right it's like he knows that it it undermines Mm -hmm. the very um sort of the nature of the relationship of the husband and the wife um you know, knowing that it's 
on Adam to again take, have the more masculine role and have the the burden of um, you know defending you know himself and along with his wife, uh, but really the serpent kind of not giving him a chance to, mm-hmm. uh, and just again speaking to the the woman directly. So I definitely have heard people speak about that. I don't know if it's on anyone specifically I can think of, but uh, definitely, again, that exact reason is that um, he does sort of target the woman. And not just because, you know, it's not to say, like, he probably could have convinced Adam also to do mm-hmm. it. It's not that, like... Adam, I mean, obviously, as we see the way it worked out, Adam really wasn't like any better <laughs> than you. Right. Um, but again, I think the bigger picture is... Um, it's possible that Adam, if he had been approached first, given his role, would have maybe been more on the defensive... Yeah. Initially. Mm-hmm. Whereas, can I quote my big fat Greek wedding? Sure. So the man is the head. Yes. But the woman is the neck. Right. And she can turn the head any way she wants. Yeah. So. True. I think from even our own marriage, mm-hmm. if I am persuaded of something or I feel like if you hear something and it comes from me you're much more open to considering it but if you hear something from like a random person Mm -hmm. that they're saying you should apply this to your lives Mm -hmm. you're less Kind of like willing to consider it. Yeah, and I'll, just from you saying that, it makes me think that one of the biggest reasons is the lack of accountability from a random person <laughs> saying something. Whereas if you're suggesting something, it's like, okay, if I don't do it, you're going to ask, why aren't you doing this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think then that's well, a big part of it. I was not even thinking of like, like certain decisions that we've made for parenting and like health choices that we've made Mm -hmm. I I want for us to be on the same page Mm -hmm. but also usually I've done my research yeah and I'm not just presenting an opinionated case right but a very thoroughly researched yeah that's why it's pretty easy to agree with most things you it's true come to me with because they're yeah like you said usually well researched and then second they're usually for the best and it's pretty (laughs) obvious so yeah yeah but i think there are some things that we've that i've presented and then we've agreed upon that if some random person mm-hmm. yeah. said, you should do this, it would be 
much more difficult to persuade you. Yeah. As I also think there's like a certain credibility and level of trust between spouses Mm -hmm. if the relationship is healthy. Yes. I like to think that ours is relatively. (laughs) (laughs) Rude, but okay. (laughs) Um to say like you're my husband, so if you say that we should do something then I would trust that you have good reasons or I should maybe I feel like I'm less you want the research I want the research I'm just that kind of person yep but I think from me to you like there's a a greater level of trust and you knowing that I needed the research for myself I think allows you to just trust some of the things that I propose because mm-hmm. you know that if I want to do something then I must have a good reason. Right. Yeah. As opposed to again, random person, you don't know how important research is to them, you don't know if they have ulterior motives. Yeah. Um and so I just think of like with Adam and Eve If we were Adam and Eve, you probably would have taken the apple too. Sorry, the fruit. Yeah. Because you would have been like, she did a lot of research. (laughs) I mean, except in this case, I would have been like, why are you listening to this talking animal? So are you saying that if you were Adam and I was Eve, then original sin wouldn't have entered the world? Hey, maybe. We can never know for sure. So... (laughs) I don't know if that would be better, though. Because I like the possibility of heaven. Yeah, I mean, that's it might actually be better for us now. Oh, happy fault. Yep. I taught the eighth grade girls that phrase, oh, happy fault. Mm-hmm. And now... <laughs> I didn't realize that it was going to stick with them. No. I was just explaining. I did the timeline mm-hmm. of... Yeah, creation, original man, the fall, original sin, historical man, Jesus. I put Jesus in there, obviously. And then eschatological man, which we'll get to um, (laughs) another time. But I was explaining to them how things are better for us now like they're harder now Mm -hmm. but in the end it's better and so we say oh happy fault because um like without that sin we would have had the natural union with god but not the Mm -hmm. kind of supernatural but the possibility of heaven right and so then (laughs) it was several weeks later I said, okay, you know, and what's the, tell me the timeline. And they said, original man, oh, happy fault. I was like, that's really sweet. Like, wow. 
And they were like, that means that we can go to heaven now. And I was like, mm. yes. Nice. It does. Also, can you tell me what happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they could, which was good. Yeah. So. Nice. I don't know why. With this tangent. What were we talking about before? Um, uh, the fact that uh, Eve is not totally to blame. Oh, yes. So. Oh, yeah. And you said if you were Adam that. Oh, yeah. Again. Can't prove it, so. Sin. I don't know. But it's better now. But. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so... So, let's go back to this conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have anything else to add, or do you want to move to the curse? I was going to say, um, well, I guess each person is cursed. Each being. Yeah, you could say person. That's correct. Uh, but... Yeah, I guess... Um, well, we kind of talked about the whole nakedness thing last time, didn't we? We talked about original nakedness and not wanting to use people. Yeah. But we didn't really talk about it as it pertains to the fall and the fig leaves. Yeah. Also, band name called it. The fall and the fig leaves. Tell me that's not... It's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. So... Do you want to... Um... Say... Comment? I'm just trying to say... Say comment? Say comment. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's... Enough to take out of it, or if it would just make more sense to just... Talk about the curses. Okay. Because I feel like... We probably talked about the little interaction, their interaction with God for the first time after sinning. We didn't really. Yeah. Okay. Because that's just a really interesting thing to me. Yeah. I guess one thing that we didn't really talk about with original nakedness is that phrase of being naked without shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which kind of surprised me that it didn't come up (laughs) organically. Um, Yeah. So, now would probably be a good time to talk about what that means. Gotcha. And then, I think we could cover loss Mm -hmm. of that original nakedness experience. Mm -hmm. What it means to be naked without shame. Mm -hmm. And why the fig leaves. Right. And then, after the fig leaves, God, it says he made clothes for... He made them skin suits. (laughs) That's what your translation said or something. Nuh-uh. It said, uh, it made them skins or something. Garments of skin yeah, and clothe them. Okay, but don't say enough. skin suits. <laughs> That's weird. All right, fair enough. Okay, so original nakedness. Yeah, so again, they had that, I don't know experience, I guess, of um, right, being naked 
without shame. Mm-hmm. Meaning that they were not worried about what the other person thought of them, how the other person was looking at them. They could fully trust another person to look at them even in their nakedness and see them for who they truly are and their dignity um, and not to lust after them. Theology of the body defines shame as hiding oneself out of fear of being used. Yeah. Or that's a paraphrase, don't. That's, yeah, that's good. That's, so before the fall, they did not have a fear of being used. Mm Mm-hmm. Therefore, they were naked without shame because they did not need to hide themselves. Mm -hmm. Because the intentions of the other, the spouse, were pure. Right. Mm -hmm. So they were not going, they knew that the other person, and they knew the other person wouldn't treat them as an object, and Mm -hmm. they wouldn't treat the other person as an object. Um, and when it comes to shame, John Paul II says there is like normally you hear the word shame and it's very like negative, right? Right. But he said there's also a, there is a positive side to it. Also, is that um, you know it's fear of being used, but it is at the same time recognizing there is your own value sort of at stake that you are wanting to protect it. Um, that it's not, you know, that's, and I think that's the problem with people who are shameless, because I think that's different than being without, it sounds the same, but like, you know. Well, I don't think there was such a thing as being shameless before the fall. Right, I agree. I don't think it was possible. Yeah, I agree. It's only after the fall. Right. Um, But I think, I'm trying to say, there is a, a difference between when John Paul II says naked without shame and then someone who is shameless. Right. Like, even though it sounds very similar or the same, but I think there's something different there where someone who's shameless, um, it's almost like they don't recognize their their own value, their own dignity that they have. Yeah, and it's like, a, um, like an overexposure mm-hmm. that kind of disposes them to use right rather than yeah because that's how they think of themselves right in that way is that as more as an object than as a a person created with dignity well and a lot of times it's under a false i don't think you can say like a person thinks of themselves as an object not actively, but that's how they're, okay. the, the way that they're acting well, shows. Yes, but I think there could be like a gentler. No, that's way. not what this is about. <laughs> no, um, but like, but, but actually, I, I think, think if you look at the root of. I would, I would maybe say a lack of recognition of one's value. Right. Well, it depends on the person, too. I mean, I'm sure there, there certainly are people who willfully neglect their own value yeah but that's usually through woundedness i don't think you can it is but separate the two i think that we're born and we know as as we grow up our there's something in us that's innate we know our dignity 
mm-hmm. because otherwise it wouldn't be able to be wounded. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that lack of recognition or complete disregard for one's dignity, value, and worth mm-hmm. comes from those wounds. So we can't just approach a person and like reprimand them and right. tell them to be better or yeah. like don't you know your worth without addressing the mm-hmm. hurt that is there. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just, um, yeah, I think there is a lot of times it's definitely a false front uh, that you see more and more of people putting up to say, like, they're most proud of being shameless. Um, And again, I think it's all smoke and mirrors uh, that deep down, you know, whatever has hurt them in the past yeah, it's just this is their way of trying to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, at the, at the core, it's someone who's very broken. Um, yeah. And someone who has gone through something that has brought them to that point. Yes. Um, so yeah. Do you have more on this point no I just probably tend to be a little bit more sensitive oh I don't mean to not be sensitive I'm just trying to say what is the real root here that we're looking at not sensitive like I'm not hurt by what you're saying no I know but like I I think I tend to be a little bit more sensitive to how it's presented because I kind of had to come out of a a place of that woundedness and that lack of shame and and heal right (laughs) so yeah that's fair and I'm not trying to like cast aspersions (laughs) you are you're trying to cast aspersions no I'm just I'm trying to not sugarcoat because it's like I want to talk about what is really going on that's that's the yes the idea. It, there's something mind. to be said for being pastoral. No, not for everyone. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you are cruel. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing you work with the boys and not the girls. Yeah, so I have a couple of students I, who I think no, you. I don't think you would actually. To a fourteen-year-old girl's uh, face. No, I don't think so. Not unless it was my own. Nope. See, that's... <laughs> uh... no. Again, I wouldn't be that blunt. Okay. Just let me handle that. <laughs> if this is how you really feel. It's how... Well, what do you... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm just talking about what it is. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just... I think there are different ways that you can phrase things. So yeah, that again, but I don't think right now is the appropriate time to be worrying about. We don't know who's listening. To yeah, this. but that's what whoever's listening. I'm not judging you specifically because I don't know what's going on in your life. <laughs> you know, this is just in general talking again, and not not to put anybody down. 
or anything. It's, you know, we all have our own, uh, you know, issues, things that we deal with. So it's not, I would never want to put anybody else down. I'm just, I want to talk about what is the real issue at play. (laughs) And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. You know. I just, again, think that you can talk about the real issue at play using gentler, not sugar-coated, just... I don't know what I said, but that would be so offensive. I'm not offended. I just... No, no, not to you, but to anyone. What did, I don't know. I don't even remember what I said. That would... I don't either. Trigger someone. Oh, you said some people blatantly disregard their dignity, and then I got upset. Yeah, because I, I think, some, like I said, I think some people do that, and it's, it is always, like, a show. It's not real, uh, you know? See, I don't like that either. <laughs> I... People who disregard their dignity are doing it because they've been taught by someone else who has yeah. has made them feel like they don't have yeah. that dignity yes. or they are unworthy. That's so it's not a show. It's a legitimate wound that needs to be healed. Right. But that that's a, it's, it's like a defense mechanism. That's what I'm trying to say. They're going along with what has... I don't know that you could even say you know, that. I think in some cases, I'm generalizing. Obviously, I'm not talking we about a specific person. All right, let's move on. Um, so this whole thing where after they've sinned and they've clothed themselves, um, you know, then it's they hear God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Does uh, it say that? It does in this translation, anyways. Uh, and it says, the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, which is, it's like, I don't know, not something I really thought about till relatively recently. But like how, I want to try to be a little more pastoral. Um, how silly is it? That <laughs> they try to hide themselves. You're so condescending. I am. I know. They try to hide themselves from God walking amongst them. <laughs> like, he's going to know where you are. It's, don't, don't whisper into the mic. I had to. Because they're hiding. <laughs> You're not God. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. But they would, God wouldn't be whispering. He actually, he calls out to them. So that's why I'm... I like how he says, where are you? I know, that's the other thing. It's like, okay, if we really think about this, God did not need to ask them, where are they? But... He knew where they were. And again, this is another thing where, just as intentional as Satan was being with his words, I think God is even more... <laughs> So intentional with his own words. But he's so respectful of the free will. Like he waits for Adam to reveal himself. Not that it takes very long because Adam is literally like a three-year-old who's done (laughs) like, "Uh, please put me in time out. Right. What? What? Are you going to jail? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's an adult. I mean, come on. I thought he was a three-year-old. No, he's acting like. How old were Adam and Eve? Because when they were created, they were not they were never children, right? I feel like, did we discuss this recently or was I in an argument with somebody else? Probably someone else. 
interesting how my life revolves around this topic only. Yes. Um, I'd say mid twenties. Right. So that's the, what it, the yeah. prime of live. The prime of live. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Um, or teenagers. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, teenagers. Yeah, maybe. Mary was what fourteen. Yeah. Something. Like that, yeah. So all I'm saying is, what we think of as a fourteen-year-old today. Mm-hmm. Had to have been a lot more responsible and mature back then. Yeah. Do you want a tangent right now? Oh, do you have a tangent? Yeah. Well, what do you think about the whole, um, a lot of, a lot of the Old Testament, um, like sometimes they'll just drop like, and this guy lived to be 500 years old. I recently read that St. Joseph lived to be 110, I think. Okay. That makes sense. Which is really interesting. No, I didn't read that. I heard it. Heard it. Okay. During the homily at Divine Liturgy. Oh yeah, no, it was like the little app post homily where they they talk about the saints and the feast day, right? Like it wasn't Father saying it. It was when the guy was reading yeah. at the end. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, because they do like an autobiography of the saints. Autobiography. Yep. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Joseph did not it's write straight that. from Wikipedia, written by the saint themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but um. Okay, but you remember what I'm talking about, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sure that that happened. I don't remember hearing it because children, but. This is when we were both paying attention. Oh yeah, sure. When I children trying to run onto the middle of the floor and spin around. <laughs> At Divine Liturgy, nobody cares. They don't, no. Unlike the Roman Catholic so, Church, I had somebody oh come up to gosh. me and be like, oh my gosh, they were so cute when they were in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Roman what? Catholic Church should be like, your children are Please distracting me. your children to the cry room. Not father, though. No. He'd be like, be like, they can come up on the altar. It's fine. Next time, just bring the kid up to me, <laughs> and I'll hold him while I preach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess I don't know if there's more to this tangent. If you have some, but oh, about how people live to be really yeah, old? yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's interesting to me about Joseph. Okay. So he lived to be 110-ish? See, no, that actually, sorry, really quick, that actually surprised me, because I think back then, this pretty much average lifespan was very short, wasn't it? Was it not? I have no idea. But here's what's interesting to me. Yeah. St. Joseph, patron of a happy death, typically portrayed with Jesus and Mary at his bedside while he's dying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's that one weird window in our chapel at church. I can't think of it, sure. It's the one... It's the You can just, okay. just go. Well, uh-huh. you know how everyone looks sad in the stained glass windows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the only window that has a person who looks happy, and it's Joseph. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's patron of a happy death. Mm-hmm. But also... Mary shouldn't look sad when she's, I don't know, 
She could be sad. Getting married. What? I don't know. The wedding one, like the... Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Mary and his death, though. Yeah. <laughs> she can look no, sad. she can look sad there. But she looks sad in every single window. Oh, yeah. That's not great. Um. Okay, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so Jesus lived to be 33 years old. Right. Presumably, Joseph died before he was 30 and began public ministry, before Jesus was 30. Yeah. So, so, if he was 110, mm-hmm. let's say he died when Jesus was 30. Right. That would be 80 years 80. old. Yeah. When Jesus was born. Yep. And Mary was 14. 14. Yep. Now, Mary was a temple virgin. Yeah. And Joseph, according to my understanding, I'm open to people... Telling me that I'm wrong. That Joseph would have been more of a guardian than a, like... Spouse. Yeah. But to Father Matlock's point Mm -hmm. during his homily. Yeah. We don't have to portray Joseph as an old, old man for him to be the most chaste. Right. Yeah, because I think that's like what he was saying that Joseph. Isn't it the most chaste? Can be. Sure. But that he should be able to be relatable to everyone. Right. Because that's what he was talking against this sort of recent, like, ultra masculinizing Joseph. Surfer Joseph. Yeah. It was only a matter of time. I mean, Surfer Jesus came out in, like, the 90s. Yeah, true. So, but yeah, it's that he's meant to be this sort of humble, um, it's almost kind of like a joke at this point of, like, uh, he is a quiet man, because, again, we don't hear him speak. Do you know someone that I know and respect, who also knows you, compared Mm -hmm. you to St. Joseph? Yeah, it's happened before. It's not totally fair for Joseph, but <laughs> I just thought I should clarify that. It's a big downgrade. I just downgrade. told them that they had never heard your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, he has a long way to go. Yep. You're good, though. Thanks. I like you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Joseph never had a podcast. Although I don't think nope. Mary was cleric enough to demand a podcast. I didn't really demand it, though. Sure. For all the listeners out there. Hmm. Maybe this was one of those things where I was kind of, I kind of atomed it up. And you were, you and wanting a podcast was like Eve wanting to eat the fruit of the tree. I yeah. should have said no. You really atomed it up. I did. Oh well, we're here now. It's too late. If you say atomed it up, atomed, is it like the same as saying manned it up? Because Adam means man. Yeah. So technically, wouldn't yeah. that be the opposite of what we mean? No. 
Is this toxic masculinity? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's what this is. Uh, You are being a toxic masculine person. (laughs) No, you are. You Adamed. (laughs) Not me. You Adamed. I Eved. Good. Um, I just was like, hey, here's this fruit. Well, it's pretty good. <laughs> Don't no. know what to do with this. Um, okay, so I'm gonna get we back on track. We need to move on. Yeah. Uh, so right, God says, "Where are you?" Like, duh. But right, like you said, it's really important. God respecting their free will mm-hmm. to come back to them, to Him. I mean, for Adam and Eve to willingly, right come back to God, right, to, just like we do right now in confession, um, that, you know, pretty much nobody forces us to go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a free choice to go to this, um, <clears throat> receive the sacrament. Uh, it's the same thing God's going to do here is that, like, you know, if they don't want to come back to him, he doesn't want to force them to, right? right? Um, so, uh uh, and then Adam says to him, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Uh, and God says, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And then... Obviously. Adam, giving the worst possible answer he could have ever given... It's kind of not unlike what you said at the beginning of the podcast when I couldn't defend No, myself. it's actually different. Um... <laughs> Um, but Adam turns around right away and says, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. So, so like, really, it's your fault, Two God. things. Yeah, yeah. First of all, saying it wasn't me, it was the woman. He's like, it was a woman you gave me. <laughs> like, whoa. Okay, dude, that's a little Look at this temptation much. to sin you have placed here. <laughs> Yeah, and again, just kind of diverting any responsibility from himself. I feel like, isn't this the story with sin, though? Yeah. Like, one sin leads to another sin leads to another sin, and all of a sudden you're, like, offending God blatantly. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's what sin is, but, like... But, like, you're, like, turning it to God. Speaking, like, God, this is your fault. Yeah, like, you put this here. Right, and then I, kind of interesting that God does. He's just like he doesn't respond to Adam about what like crazy thing he just said. He turns to Eve. And says, what is this that you have done? And then the Eve, serpent beguiled me, and I exactly. Ate. It's reflecting. It's never, it's never the person themselves choosing to do what they did. Mm-hmm. It's someone else's fault. And then the Lord said. Because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle and above all wild animals. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Two things. Yeah, make it three because I got one too. One serious. Mine isn't at all. Oh my gosh, I bet. It's not the same. Don't get excited. You don't think so? There's no, almost no way. But go Is on. yours about dust? No. Oh. It's about serpents. <laughs> okay. Good. 
Well, let's do the serious one at the end because that's going to lead to the next thing. To the next thing? Okay, so what's your first thing? So my first thing is, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. But when he curses Adam, he says, you are dust and to dust you shall return. Satan can eat our dust. No, us. (laughs) We're the dust. Yeah. We don't have dust. We are dust. I know. He's eating our, our dust that we've made that is us. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we're on the same page. That's what I'm What's saying. your serpent fun fact? Um, <laughs> Is it a fun fact? I saw this crazy video where you there was. I'm fine. I'm okay. right here. Uh, it's a crazy video of this snake that was camouflaged into like a mountainside. Uh huh. And its tail. <laughs> it just bit my cheek. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Um, but its tail, like the end of its tail, uh-huh. like literally looked like a like a big like bug, just like crawling around. Okay. And this like hawk or something swooped <gasps> down to try to oh, get no. it, and the snake got the the bird. And like you couldn't even see the snake until it like moved. It was Dude, crazy. God made that. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. That's disgusting. Yeah. It was oh, so, like, that's it's, so it's gross. like I don't understand. Like its tail, like literally looked like a like bug, like crawling, like a giant. Yeah. Like a beetle. Or something? <clears throat> yeah, I'll have to find it and show you. No, see, yeah. that sounds gross and terrible. No, 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 no. it's to. great. You want to? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I really know what I want. <laughs> Anyways. I don't want to eat from that so, tree of knowledge. <clears throat> so that's in that case, it's not the serpent wasn't eating dust. It was eating a giant bird. It did crawl in its belly though. That's gross. It is. It's crazy. It's mostly just impressive. Are you going to like link the video in the description? <laughs> I'm just going like, to throw it in, in the wanna, middle. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. It's fine. It's just nature. It sounds disgusting. I don't want to watch it. You don't see anything. Just put like, the link in the description. No, I'm not. You're not even going to put the link? No, I'm not. Okay. Because I probably can't even find it. I tried, guys. <clears throat> you can find it yourself, I'm sure. Like, no. snake camouflage catches bird. Google.com. Google.com? You want <laughs> Sean works on computers all day. <laughs> Very smart. What did I say? That was inaccurate. You want to Google Google.com? Sure. I know people who do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I work with one. Well, it happens. Anyways, so we go to your serious point. So my serious point is that this is the curse, which is on the serpent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really interesting to me, like, above all cattle and above all wild animals... Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's separate? Um, it probably has to do with uh, like the original wording between like, cattle and animals. Beef is the best. I meat. guess. Maybe. Okay. Well, I just didn't know if you knew something. Maybe we should ask. Um, yeah. A person who knows more than us. Probably. And then we can come back to that. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Then he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Quick, what is that called? The Proto-Evangelium. Yeah. So, so what is the Proto-Evangelium, Sean? It's like... Is it Evangelium or Evangelum? Evangelium. Is it? I-U-M at the end, yeah. Okay. So, what is the Proto-Evangelium, please? The word itself means the first gospel. So this is the first good news um, right away that it's like God's like already got this all planned out. Can I see this real quick? Yeah, it has. There's like a verse discrepancy, I think. Maybe, but. uh, Oh, no. Is it Genesis 315? 15, yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's John 316. Gosh, that's. Nice. I'm tired. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, so um, Genesis 3.15, the Proto-Evangelium. 3.15. What is Proto? First. Evangelium. Gospel. What is Gospel? Gospel means good news. Good. Hooray. Um, So yeah, it's like, yeah, again, that we see immediately after sin has even entered the picture, God is like, all right, I already got a plan, don't worry. So, um, so for all of us, you know, and we read this now, it's okay, it's Serena, he's going to put en- enmity between the serpent and the woman, and between the serpent seed and her seed, right? Talking about, obviously. Maybe not obviously to some people. Yeah, I guess I don't know why. It says, say but. he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So, obviously, we are not talking about Eve because she is not a he. Right, well, let's talk about her seed. Her her seed is a him. Yeah. And him's name is Jesus. Yes. His name. So, and I I guess, yeah, I didn't didn't mean to sound like... um, Pretentious. Pretentious, yeah. I think what what I'm thinking of is that it's not... There's really not another way to... Interpret this. Interpret this. Yeah, that it is. Well, Cain kills Abel and has to leave, so it's not him. Right. That would be her, like. Yeah, it's not. It's not her direct. Yeah. It's descent, and. Yeah. I okay. So. I have a little note here. I would assume from Mariology. Probably. I was uh, was just going to talk about Mary too. Like, I have this little bookmark that was stuck in this Bible. Mm, nice. Where I wrote... 315. Which verse corresponds to which role of Mary. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, and then I drew a little immaculate heart in a highlighter. Nice. Because I'm crafty. Yeah. So, um, that is, again, kind of the bigger picture here, is that... Uh, God is not just talking about Eve and the serpent. Uh, Sean's trying sorry. to break our equipment. Uh, apparently, karate use my karate chop action. Um, that yeah, God is obviously looking at a bigger picture because he's God, um, and it's not just he's not talking about specifically just Eve and 
the serpent, but uh, further down the line, like we already talked about, Jesus, right? But also Mary, and again, the, you see um, a lot of times, especially uh, John Paul II talks about this of Mary being the new Eve, yes, uh, and Jesus being the new Adam. Can I point something out too? Yeah. So in Genesis three thirteen. What is it that you have done? The woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I ate. So, to God's point mm-hmm. of that, if they eat of the tree, then they'll die. Eve becomes known as, uh, or Eve's role, I wrote woman of the dead, but I think it means mother of the dead. Yeah. Um. And, like, with Mm -hmm. that, she obviously brings forth new life. That's the primary role of woman Mm -hmm. is to bring forth new life. And so she brings forth generations of kind of spiritually dead people in the sense that, like, sin has entered the world, but the gates of heaven have not yet been opened. Mm -hmm. And in Genesis 3.15... I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, meaning a woman is going to come forth who will be the mother of the living. She will bring forth that seed which will open the gates of heaven and allow people to become spiritually alive again. Mm -hmm. And as you said, she will be the new Eve. Right. So we have the mother of the dead... And the mother of the living, mm-hmm. which Eve and Mary respectively. And there's, I want to put in the Instagram stories this, do you know the picture of Eve and Mary like facing each other? Okay. Pretty much, I feel like everyone knows this picture when they see it. Okay. It's yellow background and it's just like a, a digital drawing. But it has Eve kind of sad. The serpent is wrapped around her leg, kind of signifying that coercion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mary is facing her and is pregnant mm-hmm. and is holding one of... She has one hand, I think, on Eve's face, kind of comforting her. Mm-hmm. And then the other hand, she's holding to her pregnant stomach. Mm-hmm. And then... Mary's foot is on the serpent, crushing its head. Yeah. And to me, that is such a good visual representation. It's not a fancy drawing. It's not anything that I would consider, like, church art, Mm -hmm. but a... an amazing visual representation of this Mm proto-evangelium. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what you see that a lot in statues of Mary too, where a lot of times you, you'll see her standing, like on the head of a serpent. Yes. Um, yeah, something like that. But yeah, that even like a step further to have her like facing Eve also. Yeah, just something. that redemption. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's again a really big point for John Paul II is uh, God's. Plan 
of redemption is like immediately <laughs> put into into action mm-hmm. here um, with this proto evangelion. Okay, uh, and then do we want to look at the rest of it? Yeah. Um, okay, so then the woman is cursed in this way. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children, yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Can you explain what that means, please? Um, childbearing will be painful. Good. Uh, and... I've never really yet. dissected this part. Yeah, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, I never be on the surface. I kind of, like, in my head, I think it is pretty literal. I think so. Um, I think it is interesting to point out, um, like he's saying, oh, greatly multiply your pain and childbearing, um, yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Um, so it's, I don't know, it's kind of... Again, seems kind of right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll experience um, immense pain in bringing forth children. Um, right, but it's kind of like he's saying it's not going to stop you <laughs> from having children still. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that you're still going to. Um, Despite the pain. Yeah. I'm going to make babies really cute. Exactly. And he shall rule over you. Yeah, I think that's something that will come back. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that more with uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 5. 5. But also in a sense of like... I feel like, and maybe this is a stretch, not theologically based, but... I think women more than men tend to be consumed with or be more easily consumed with their partner mm-hmm. and kind of uh, naturally submissive but not necessarily in a healthy way not necessarily in the way that Ephesians 5 Right. Intense. Intense, yeah. So, but we can come back to that. Yeah. I just wanted to make mention. Because that, to me, is a fallen tendency. Mm -hmm. That kind of predisposition to... Like the obsession. Yeah, you know, um, infatuation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's in... Even in today's age, that's even for men and women. Yeah. It's a a real issue. That was definitely one of my major struggles as as a teen and even into, like, well... Yeah, at least you don't have to worry about it now. Forever. (laughs) I'm obsessed with you. (laughs) I... For me, the graces of marriage are so tangible in that sense of, like, there were so many vices that I 
struggled with. I knew my sins that when we got married and even a little bit before that, I think, I felt almost like released from. Mm. Um, now, part of that could have been that I was with a person who was encouraging me to go to confession as often as necessary as opposed to saying eh, whatever is not that big of a deal <laughs> mm-hmm. but that's one of the ways in which I think like those graces were were very tangible to I think about that a lot how mm-hmm. like why don't I struggle with the same things that I did before because they were totally they could have been applicable in our marriage they were have still been sins but um I, I I've come to the conclusion that it has to be the graces of the sacrament yeah mm-hmm. right yeah in a sense I will yeah <laughs> I mean there's got to be something somewhere to see might as well right well and it was such a distinct. To, yeah like turn for me mm-hmm. it was almost like one day I had all of these things I would go to confession and I'd go to Father Nathan and he would say like you're confessing the same things not in a judgmental way but like right it just has a like there's a lot to work confessor. on here yeah and then I don't know, it's just like all of a sudden it it went from being a constant struggle to not even a temptation. Mm-hmm. Obviously yeah. that doesn't happen for everyone and I have plenty of sins that I commit now. Sure. I'll take your word for it. Oh my gosh, be quiet. <laughs> uh okay. I'm going to move on. Yeah, okay. To, because it's starting to get really late. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that. Um, obviously, I've heard this and read it before, but um, the God says to Adam, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. You know, that he starts with that and says, look, you're not off the hook. <laughs> Yeah. Like, even though you didn't address it before, like, you still broke the commandment I gave you. <laughs> right. Uh, and again, that kind of saying that, like, you know, I think it's, sometimes it doesn't, like, sound as nice or as good, you know, when you say, because you've listened to the voice of your wife, like, first of all, that was your first mistake. Never listen to the voice of your wife. Like, that's not <laughs> what he's saying. That's not right? even. But, um... But it's just getting in this situation, it was his place to, right. again, kind of stand up for her, um, you know, again, for her good. Uh, and he didn't. Um, so, again, he's sort of, you know, chastising him right. here for that, along with, you know, telling him, uh, you know, curse is the ground because of you and toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth to you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. Um, which is interesting, because now, like, you see that before sin, yeah, the garden was their responsibility. So, like, they were right. the stewards of uh, creation. Like, they still had, it wasn't just that 
Yeah. They didn't have to do anything. Um, but even in, I think it said in here in a footnote somewhere um, that labor was like a joy. It was right. something to be enjoyed. Um, you know, and that's kind of how you, I guess, think of it is that it wasn't difficult. Like it was something mm-hmm. you, would, you would enjoy doing. Um, right. But... Uh, and and then the, I think the other part of it too is that it wasn't so that like they didn't have to what they were doing to take care of the garden wasn't necessarily so like they were they were relying on that their work to bring forth the food that they needed to survive because mm-hmm. um, it was all it was all available to them already um, but now God's saying you shall eat the plants of the field you have to you know he's like you have to provide this food for yourselves now yeah it's not going to be provided you have to work for it um right and again kind of part of that being that they took advantage of god's you know, sort of gift to them of providing <laughs> for them right? right now that they're they're cursed that they you know and everyone now too um you know relies on someone <laughs> to uh actually grow food which is not an easy thing to do <laughs> necessarily I think it's probably a lot easier now than uh, it would have been for would them would be easier if somebody's husband would build them a garden vegetable vegetable garden box yeah, maybe next time next time in a different house <laughs> not gonna do that now uh, next time on better than mine <laughs> new house <laughs> Nope, not next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Soon. Yeah. Um, okay. The okay now I'm I may have to correct myself. Okay. But let's not go there yet. Okay. Um. Okay. In the sweat of your face. You shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of that death yeah. thing that God warned about. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that death thing. Yeah, sorry, that was not very eloquent. It's okay. Then it skips right to, so that's the end of it. Yep. Then it skips right to the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all the living. So mm-hmm. I kind of said she's the mother of the dead. Like spiritually dead. I kind of stand by that. But yeah, yeah. For as sure. far as Genesis. Yeah, and I she's think she's the mother of all the living in that like all people descend from her. Yes, exactly. And I think that the author divinely inspired. Mm-hmm. specifically included this to say that this these effects are passed down. It follows the curse immediately. It You have the curse on each of the parties involved with the original sin. Mm-hmm. And then immediately you have a like jumping off point for genealogy saying... She became the mother of all the living, therefore, these curses apply to mm-hmm. all of humanity. Yeah. And that is, for me, like the pivotal 
not pivotal, like uh, that particular What do I want to say? Sorry. I'm, it's okay. Sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where it's going. <laughs> uh, and now I got distracted by my office reference. Yeah. So I totally lost myself. Oh. It's. Oh, I, I, so. I always explain kind of the effects of original sin, that loss of the original experiences as being hereditary. Mm-hmm. Right. And that this verse 20, uh, 20, verse 20 kind of, for me, is like evidence of that. Mm-hmm. It's saying this is how humanity is going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also prefigures Mary being the mother of all the living as she was given to John when Jesus was on the cross. Right. Yeah, exactly. And plus, I think that goes into one of like the biggest questions so many people have with, I, I guess, yeah, specifically Catholicism when in like the teaching about original sin mm-hmm. and they read Genesis and they're like, Okay, Adam and Eve sinned. Why would that apply to me? Like, well, I, I didn't do it. Right. You know, but it's just like you're saying here, like, she's the mother of all the living. It's, it is something that will now be passed down from mm-hmm. generation to generation. Um, that, yeah, it doesn't, you know, you could sit here and argue all day whether you would you know, make the same decisions as them or not. Um, but at the end of the day, this is what has transpired uh, and what does affect our lives now as evidenced right. by the our own experience and the fact that it is exactly as it's stated. <laughs> you know, because I think it'd be, if it was something different, you know, there these curses, as seen in Genesis, you know, weren't something we experienced. Then okay, it might be something there, but this is exactly our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and part of it is we know almost instinctively this this is not what our experience is meant to be. Like that, you know, this goes back to what John Paul II is saying that our we're meant to experience life the way that Adam and Eve originally did before sin. But now that's been changed and we have to kind of fight against that constantly. Right. Um, um, okay. Well. Then they're banished from the garden. Yep. So and I think lots um, of physical property that's not yeah and this, like, man this is always such a w- interesting thing for mm-hmm. me to think about too the whole thing about so like first of all god talking to himself behold the man has become like one of us knowing good and evil and now lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever and it's like oh so there was another tree 
that it seems like we didn't really talk about that if they had happened to eat of it and they weren't forbidden to eat of it I think they could eat of the tree of life so yeah. long as they didn't mm-hmm. eat of the tree of knowledge right so I'm, what I'm saying is it sounds like and then to say God is like he cannot eat of this tree of life now no. that he knows good and evil and also that he has also been condemned to because die. he must die yeah and kind of reap the consequences and or rewards of a which adam and eve are venerated in the canon of saints their Mm -hmm. feast is december 25th i believe cool which kind of makes sense it does um yes yeah. Now um, I have another note about verse 22 and 23. Okay. Yeah. Which says that kind of lending itself to the proto-evangelium and the prefigurement of Mary. Adam and Eve, uh, or humanity is banished from paradise, the Garden of Eden, because of a woman. But then a woman that's eve then a woman provides the key being jesus to Mm. the new paradise of heaven so it's not all i don't want to claim any kind of credit for that i'm pretty sure that was all dr miravalli yeah so yeah most likely i mean yeah if you wrote it down I write other sign. things down. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. It makes sense, though. There are a lot of notes in this Bible, though. This was my yeah study Bible in college, so. Right. Yeah, and then it's it's always, like, been interesting to me. Yeah, he, um, God drives out the man, and then at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim. Uh, and a flaming sword, which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So it's like, does that exist somewhere still on Earth? Oh my gosh. Can we find it? Yeah, that would be cool. Um, sorry. <laughs> right, you don't care? Cool. No, I was going to say, according to Genesis 2, it gives an approximate location. Oh yeah? At the beginning. And then that led to me looking up maps. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of variations and a lot of different religions have claimed to find <laughs> their garden. Uh-huh. I just want to say that I think those might have actually been my own words because I did an exegesis on mm. Isaiah and... Mary, the virgin birth, and all of that. Okay. So. Nice. Yes. I wrote a lot of things in here. Mm-hmm. Also, I think That's I just good. saw a note that said, how high is life? Which, I don't know what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I misread it. Hopefully. No. Okay. I think that's all for the fall. Not all. 
All for the fall. All for the fall. For us today. For us tonight. That was a lot of content. It was. And it was only Genesis chapter 3. I know. And next time, I believe we'll talk a little bit about Genesis chapter 4. Cain and Abel. Yeah. There's some other things too. Okay. Well, but I we'll better study up for tonight. Yeah, Not me too. Not for tonight. I don't need to do that tonight. No, tomorrow, tomorrow I'll do it. Um, I'll be right back. Closing segment. I will do the... I'm going to cover my eyes. Yes. That'd be good. Okay. Um, so Sean's going to go get the Mountain Dew and not knock anything over. I'm just old. It's okay. <laughs> um, if you are enjoying this podcast... Please like, share, subscribe. Uh, it does really help us. Um, and we would like to keep making these. It's, uh, selfishly speaking, it's good for us. Um, but we hope it's good for you too. So please consider sharing with a friend and supporting us uh, in, in that way. Especially, I think, honestly, shares are more important and more supportive than monetary donations although those are very helpful as well because it does cost us money to put this up Uh, but we're happy to do that if it's helping people instagram facebook twitter spotify google apple all the things we're there find our links uh, in the descriptions. <laughs> You're so weird. Don't look at me. Sean is back with the Mountain Dew now. But I just wanted to thank all of our supporters. And uh, it's been great. Okay. okay. want to introduce the segment? Yeah. And now it's time to talk about some Mountain Dews. I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. Are you going to put a bite in again? Yes, of course. Okay. You don't need to say it. Sorry. All right. Here it goes. Ready? No. Okay. Shh, don't look. I closed my eyes. Oh, well, you moved your hands. Oh, I have to move my hands to put something in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Here. My mouth. <laughs> got it? You got it. Yep. I don't want to hit the microphone. You did a great job. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Okay, this is some kind of lemon lime flavor. I can already it activate smell it. your smell center. <laughs> waft, no, gen- gently, gently waft. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I can't even smell right. it because I'm laughing. Yeah, just okay. it's definitely. I should say, like, I had to buy the Mountain Dew this week, <laughs> but I bought four bottles. I looked. <laughs> Like yeah. a crazy person at Quick Trip. Yeah. I bought every flavor they had, which was only four. <laughs> and then I said, put them all in the fridge and you can decide. Mm-hmm. Okay. It all tastes the same. <laughs> well, it should taste similar. 
I think it's the green one. The green? Yeah. What Whatever the green one is that I bought. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. You're correct. Hey. Oh, so it's original. It's original. Yep. Did you know they had original zero calorie? And I was like, that's for quitters. <laughs> yes. Good. That would have been funny, though. That, no, that's terrible. Never do <laughs> Can't that. Can't be worse than the uproar. That's true. That was terrible. Actually, it might be worse. I don't know. I don't like Mountain Dew. Yeah. I have determined I don't like it. I will continue to try it. it I don't think there's any, none that the closest one you would like should be Baja Blast. I think it's just all tastes so watered down to me. Yeah, I'm very interested to oh. try the blue one though. Yeah, I think you might kind of like that, but it might be too much. But I also don't really drink you a know, lot of soda. You don't, but you know how they have um, like glass bottle Coca Cola. Yes, they have that for Mountain Dew. They're like. It's like, I forget what it's called. I want to say old-fashioned, but <clears throat> that's what it's like with, like, it's just more, like, no, I don't want to say normal, because nothing about it is normal. Um, but, like, like, like it's say? like a more, like a better flavor, where it's not as, like, I want to say, like, chemicaled up as this is, but, you This know. tastes like... <clears throat> What I imagine, like you could clean your car battery with. <laughs> Did you know you can clean your car battery with Coca Cola though, or Pepsi? One of the yeah, two. I think you can clean like your whole engine engine bay yeah. with Coca Cola. I think I've seen that. So which is a little also, scary. Also, my grandma told me that you can get. What was our car leaking that one time when the radiator... Was it the radiator? The, yeah, the um, coolant. No. It's leaking coolant. The Lumina. Oh. Sean and I used to drive a $900 Chevy Lumina with a bench that? seat. It was 900 I thought it was $700 or something. Okay, so yeah, the bench seat. And then it gave out... Transmission fluid. Yeah, that's what it was. It was yeah, because you couldn't, you couldn't reverse... She told me that if you put Coca-Cola, like if it leaks on your driveway and you don't want a stain, oh, yeah. you can pour Coca-Cola cool. on it and it will take the stain up. Yeah. Which is true because we leaked transmission fluid on her driveway and she used that trick to yeah. get it off. Nice. <laughs> so. So, yeah. Put that in your body. <laughs> right? This is not sponsored by Coca-Cola. This, <laughs> this is not an ad. No, I don't think they would like that as an ad. Uh, anyway. Maybe. I still yeah. sell. It's cheaper than whatever your cleaning supplies are on the market, probably. Probably. Speaking of sponsors, mm-hmm. we would love sponsors. So if you have a Catholic business or mm-hmm. any business that doesn't go against the teachings of the magisterium. You could even just be a Catholic person and want us to talk about you. I don't care who you are, you know? No business, just be like... Yeah. Be like, hey, I'm Bob, I'm a Catholic. Joseph. <laughs> James is a great person. I don't know, I just picked two, like... Yeah. Yes. Uh, we will not do dating profiles. <laughs> 
speak for yourself. Okay, Sean, <laughs> if you want a free dating <clears throat> ad, not free, you have to sponsor yeah. the episode. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's part of it. It's not that expensive, though. No. Just email us. Yeah. And we will give you the information. Yeah. But we would love that. To sponsor mm-hmm. the episode means that we get to keep doing this. Yep. True. The fees are coming due. <laughs> it's adding up. Uh, thank you to our patrons. Thank you to the people who have consistently listened. Thank you to our pastor for supplying yeah. wine. Yeah. Thank you to Quick Trip for allowing me to purchase four bottles of Mountain Dew without questioning. I mean, that's probably pretty tame for a gas station, so... I definitely got some weird looks. Hmm. So I was like in my like work clothes too. Yeah. Okay. Dressed like a wine mom, but buying <laughs> <laughs> buying lots of Mountain Dew. Nice. So, all right, let's sign off for the night. All right. Get some pumpkin pie. Yep. Homemade, gluten free, pumpkin pie. Be jealous. With Cool, cool whip. whip. Which we need more Cool it's Whip. Cool Whip. Cool whip. Because whipped cream is Satan's. Whoa. I still have that whipped cream that you like, though. I like almond whipped cream. It's very good. It's delish. Actually. (laughs) Good times. Yep. All right. Okay. Well. Good night, everyone. We love you all. Sorry we go on a lot of tangents, but also we're not sorry. Nope. I'm not sorry. No. I'm sorry that you have to watch Sean make me try Mountain Dew once a week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, God bless you. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're going to keep wishing you Merry Christmas until February 2nd. <laughs> really proud. I'm just going to say really quick of Bentley. When I picked her up today, uh-huh. um, the nanny was saying, Happy New Year. And Bentley was like, I don't know how to say that. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's like, well, you're right. I love uh, that's her. accurate. I love her. <laughs> Tonight she demanded silent night. <laughs> that was interesting. The silent song. <laughs> which Oof. Best yeah. name for it. <clears throat> it is. So alright. Good night yeah. everyone. Good morning, whatever you're doing. <laughs> Have a great time. <laughs> Good. Don't sin. Follow Jesus. Be virtuous. 